It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. Well, I have to admit that I spend an awful lot of my time trying to figure out how to get out of this bubble that I have been living in now for pretty close to four months. And I've tried as best as I can to report back to you options that will enable you to reclaim some normalcy in your life. And I know it's difficult, right? I mean, people who listen to this show are people who get out and go. Oh, man, is that a great tagline? But anyway, um, I'm going to take you today to one of my favorite places in America, if not the entire planet. And it's a place that we first started talking about like six years ago because they were dealing with some profound problems of their own there. And those are in the rearview mirror now. Thank goodness. But the person who really connected us to this wonderful place known as the Finger Lakes in New York. York is a guy named Will Oling, and I'll tell you more about him, but first let me just bring him on the line. William, good grief. It has been a ridiculously long amount of time, and I am so glad that you're here with me right now. Great day to you, David. It has entirely been too long. Of course, it's like we spoke five minutes ago, but it was it was nearly a half century ago that we we first got to talk. I think. Well, let's oh be, no, that's not true. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> well, let's be honest. We actually did speak five minutes ago, so <laughs> you know, just to keep it in perspective. Right. <laughs> but but Will, you've made a lot of news over the years, and a good deal of it was dealing with just a horrible situation. But I just just kind of want to throw out, you know, some of the things that you're doing because you've got a lot of interests there in the Finger Lakes. And so it starts with Oneida Vineyard Natural Finger Lakes Wines. And one of the things that you're really well known for are the Oneida Authentic Sacramental Wines, which has created a very interesting story unto itself. Then you've got Eagle Crest Wines, and then you've got a whole brand spanking new thing that you're doing, which is glamping. So you've got a lot of irons in the fire right now, but it seems like you're having to do a lot more reinvention than most people in the wine business for reasons that aren't necessarily obvious. Your world has been turned upside down. Completely, completely. This coronavirus pandemic that has, you know, spread throughout the world really has, among other things, closed down churches, 
Right. And as America's oldest sacramental winery, uh, this was our 148th year. Good grief. Uh, good grief. You know, you could go to McDonald's on Easter Sunday morning and get yourself a McMuffin. That's a registered trademark. But you couldn't go to Mass and get communion. And what that means, practically speaking, for our little family-run farm is we haven't seen any sales in Sacramento wine since, uh, you know, mid-February. So it's an existential situation we're facing, and thus the lotus blossom of creativity of all those different brand elements you mentioned uh, a moment ago, where we're diversifying and looking really to celebrate the natural assets of the winery, despite the fact the business was principally a Sacramento winery for almost a century and a half. Yeah, and you know, in, in this situation, one of the things that I think is true for all people who have been you know, really seriously affected, impacted by this is that you know, when it first started, I think we were all just kind of scratching our heads going, you know, well, this probably isn't going to last that long. We'll just have to grin and bear it. But there comes a point where you realize that the world as we knew it is gone and that we have to reinvent and that we can't rely on the notion that everything is just going to come back the way it was because it's not and there's and so many things have changed I'm, I'm curious about sacramental wine because I mean it's such an important part of services around the country around the world you know what are they doing in lieu of that right now right so you know sacramental wine especially for the Roman Catholic Church and also the Episcopal and Lutheran churches and the Orthodox churches which is a large part of Christendom their priests are required to use wine to to celebrate their services, their mass. But since the late 60s and Vatican II, they've also shared that wine through a common chalice with the people attending the mass. So a church wouldn't just need wine for the priest, but he would need it for everyone that had received their first communion. And so our volumes were steady and reliable, and we have a certain amount of grapes we harvest every year, and we go through our thing, and it was annuitized as a business that was very reliable. But now the priest only needs wine. And they've got a lot of wine because they stopped their services, you know, going on four months ago. So they don't need any wine. They're not going to share any wine. And I've got 40 acres of grapes to harvest and tanks full of wine. And these are very big numbers, you know, in terms of the amount of wine that you've got sitting in, excuse the term, but sitting in purgatory right now, you know, going, <laughs> going absolutely nowhere. I read in the New Yorker article that the lifespan, at least they report that the lifespan of that wine is, is pretty doggone short, like, you know, less than two years. Is that correct? And if so, why? Why wouldn't it age? better like other wines that you would make for commercial consumption? That's a great question and was really an interesting point that the New Yorker magazine, which the end of May, they actually reached out to us and wanted to do a story on, is this the end of the communion cup? And when they delved deeper, the uh, reporter who was exceptional in her work found out that really it's got a short lifespan. First of all, sacramental wine, not any wine will do. So sacramental wine is really pre Pasteur. So before Louis Pasteur discovered that Saccharomyces cerevisiae lives on the skin of the grape and eats the juice of the grape when squeezed and ferments into alcohol for like 6,000 years from the time of the Egyptians and the Jewish people to the early Christians, it was a mystery how grapes automatically, spontaneously turn into wine. It was a sign God loves us. So they're basically unsulfured, wild yeast fermented Vitis Labrusca and French hybrid grapes that are in chilled tanks 
tanks. They ferment over eight months, not a few weeks, but they're natural, like really raw wine, uncapitalized, unfortified, unsulfured. And as we all know, sadly, wine ends up as vinegar or as oxidized wine at the least. So there it sits, you know, raw wine is all the rage in Brooklyn. But the sacramental wines that you normally produce, those are wines that are spoken for because you have, I'm sure, pre-orders that you have to fill. Right now, you've got this huge stockpile of wine. Is that something that I could contact you and just buy sacramental wine? That would be our Hail Mary. It would, it okay. People bought, it would. Once it's labeled with the sacramental wine label and the bishop's imprimatur and the chalice on it, and it's labeled as sacramental wine, technically, substantially, it's still wine. Yeah. But I'm not allowed to sell it to the public at that point. And so normally in the spring, I would bottle 15 or 20,000 cases of wine, wow. sacramental wine. Yeah. And we haven't. First, we didn't have the money for the glass because we didn't have the sales. We don't have any outstanding orders. And so the wine's sitting right now in stainless steel chilled tanks I'm running in July. Today's 95 degrees in the Finger Lakes, a beautiful day to come visit the Finger Lakes. Very low humidity, beautiful, clear weather. But my wines have to be chilled. So all my solar powered panels are cranking away, using up my electricity on running chillers when tanks would normally be empty this time of year. Yeah, and every minute of every day, you hear a little ding, like the cash register ding, of money that has to go out, but basically nothing coming in. What a terrible position to, to be in, but I'm sure that you're finding some creative ways to move along. We're talking to Will O'Lean. He has a lot of, as I said, irons in the fire. He does some wonderful things, but he also has been an amazing political activist when it comes to protecting the Finger Lakes region from what was a very, very terrible threat. And Will is a hippie, not really a politician, but he did what he had to do along with some other really amazing people, many of whom I've got to meet. You've got to get back to the Finger Lakes, David. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm on my way. I'll be there. All right, we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters in just a second. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine and More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. 
Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. All right, I've been doing this radio gig for, let's say, about 12 years now, and that has afforded me the opportunity to go to some pretty wonderful places all around the world and have some just terrific experiences. That's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, too. But when it comes to reflecting back on experiences that I've had uh, during this wonderful run that we've had with Grape Encounters Radio, uh, there is one experience that just stands out and I wish I could relive it over and over and over again. I went to the Finger Lakes of New York and was met by a fellow named William Olean, who has a lot of stuff going on, not just in the, the wine business, but now he's into glamping and all kinds of stuff. He took me around. I had the most fun. Oh my gosh, I didn't want to leave. And it's been a while since I've got to speak to Will, but Will Olean is on the line with me from Oneida Vineyards in the Finger Lakes. And I'm so glad to have you on, dude. It's just been, you know, I think about you all the time. I really do. And your wife, Lisa, just what an amazing time we had. I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'll never forget when we were sitting with Scott Osborne of Fox Run Winery, uh, one of the eponymous wineries of the Finger Lakes, and John Engel, my dear friend at Heron Hill and Engel Vineyards. And I was spoofing you that we had ordered you a helicopter right, yeah. to take you around the Finger Lakes. And then it landed. <laughs> the helicopter landed. <laughs> and you took pictures in the helicopter and, and published it online. And your listeners couldn't believe that you actually had a helicopter yeah. on site at command. It was a moment. Oh my gosh. And we added we added all kinds of sound effects of the helicopter in the shows that followed and I didn't come clean. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to have fun with this. So I didn't really come clean that it was all, we were just faking it. I, I Hold on now. I don't know what you're talking about. I never came clean. I well, there was a helicopter. No, there was a helicopter. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there, we you, were there. I was there. No, I, I have pictures. I, I know. We just never actually wrote in it. Okay. But let's talk about, <laughs> let's, let's talk about what was going on back then. There was a, just a, it was a, terrible, terrible situation that you faced where a company from Houston, and I prefer not to name names particularly, but anyway, it was a company from Houston that is into fracking, and they decided, oh gosh, with the most incredible 
good judgment, they would take this fracked gas and it would go in a abandoned salt cave under Seneca Lake. Talk about creating an enormous environmental hazard that potentially could kill an enormous number of people if somebody made a mistake. And it really, if it wasn't for Will and his team bringing this to the forefront, you know, this is the kind of stuff that happens without us really uh, having it on our radar, right, Will? And you fought this battle for how long? It was a it was a 10-year battle, followed up by a few other battles, but we, we were organized at that point and were able to beat them back. You know, it was sort of a triple threat, David, because, you know, New York State is really where winemaking and America began with the Dutch on uh, Manhattan Island in the 1600s and then the Huguenots and the Hudson Valley Brotherhood Winery to this day is America's oldest winery. That's a New York winery. And yet it took us almost 150 years, New York State that is, to get recognized even nationally, much less internationally, for being wine country. And so just as the Finger Lakes, which which leads New York State in wine production by volume, was getting on the worldwide map and people were discovering our cool climate wines, Rieslings and Oak Chardonnay and Cab Franc and Pinot Noir and things like that, just as we were breaking out, we said we were the, the quickest overnight 150-year-old success. Right. Boom. There are these guys from Texas who want to take the gas they're fracking out of Pennsylvania and store it in our salt caverns and ship it off to Brazil and China, the highest bidders. And we're like, what? What? And as we all looked into it, it was insane. And it really unified the wine industry. It wasn't a political thing At, at that point. As opposed to today, sadly, we were able to look at the issues beyond politics. Right. And so we had everybody on every side of the aisle going, wait, this is a ridiculous, bad idea. But it took 10 years, sometimes 60 hours a week of my time and a lot of other people volunteering to protect our way of life. And, you know, the moral of the story is ultimately the light defeats the darkness. We persevered. Uh, We were not the weaker combatant in the battle and we won. And so we've moved on from that. But today brings us all new challenges. So here we are. So what did that feel like when you suddenly realized that you had victory in your hands? Because you were able to make a lot of progress, but I recall many times when it would all kind of dissipate and you never really could get, you know, over that finish line. But then there was that point where you scored the victory and that's going against very powerful forces with lots of money. And you guys were a bunch of ragtag volunteers. I I hate to describe you that way, but you just like regular, normal, wonderful, cool, decent people who would never, you know, lay down in front of a truck, but lots of people did to get noticed and, and, and to get this thing done. And it was just so stupid to begin with. One of the things I'm curious about is, you know, your governor has really, really become a household name as we've gone through, you know, the COVID-19 crisis. You know, what was the situation with him? Why didn't he just, you know, lend a helping hand and stop this? What was going on there? So you're exactly right. Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, who is a native New Yorker, Queens uh, raised New Yorker, son of son of a governor, a, a, a much loved governor in New York, Mario Cuomo. Right. He is a first of all, he's a very intelligent guy. No doubt. And he and he is not one to he takes every issue 
on its face value. So he evaluates every single thing and he looks at all sides. And so it's not easy to call him a Democrat or a Republican or a progressive or a conservative or he really defies definition. He's his own man and he likes to stand on facts and science and data and he's not anti-business despite what a lot of people might think about him. Right. And upstate New York is really a relatively conservative, uh, right-leaning, kind of dairy country kind of place. It's not New York City. Okay, Very so different. I, I just have like one minute left before we go to commercials. So in a nutshell, what happened? He did the right thing. He had the doctors and the scientists look at it. He knew it was a $6 billion industry at risk. He knew we had momentum on our side. He knew it was the wrong place for the wrong idea, and he did what the people that elected him could do, and he represented our interests. And to this day, the wine industry, at least, is grateful for Governor Cuomo. So that's why it's going to be It's going to be very interesting to see what's in his future, because as well known as the Cuomo name is, he certainly has elevated it to incredible heights. So it'll be interesting to see what career path he pursues. But we're not here to talk politics. We're going to come back with Will O'Lean from Oneida Vineyard, and we're going to talk about how he's reinventing. And one of those cool things is glamping. And I got to look at some pictures of that. And I'm packing my duffel bag, not my suitcase. I'm packing my duffel bag. And I'm heading to the Finger Lakes because this is what I want to do. Okay, Will, you got a tent for me? Cheers to that. Okay. Cheers to that, David. We got lots of land. All right, very good. I'm going to hop on a plane uh, right now while we're doing commercials, and we'll come back uh, from your vineyard. Okay, (laughs) we're talking to Will O'Lean of Oneida Vineyard and lots of other things, and we'll continue right after this. We like to talk about wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at GrapeEncounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please, don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be... 
when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. One of the most fun people that I have ever met in my entire life is Will Oling, and he owns a, an amazing winery that makes sacramental wines, and they're mostly just sitting in tanks right at the moment because nobody's having any services, and that's a kind of a big bummer for Will, but he also is a very creative guy along with his wife, Lisa, and his partners, you know, they're not going to take this lying down, and so one of the things that they've done in their covid 19 reinvention is to turn their property into a playground for people like you and me who want to venture out but don't want to be in big crowds at stadiums or amusement parks. So, Will, it's glamping. And I I tell you something, if you have never glamped before, it's so much fun. Tell us about it. What do you got going on? I'm historically a backpacker and a camper, and I always noticed when I would go into the woods, the time would stand still. And so if I only had a few days off, every hour seemed like a day, and it was truly a way to decompress and just to restore my energy and get connected. But as I got into my second half century, sleeping on the ground wasn't such a great idea anymore. And Lisa and I discovered this concept of glamping, which is basically glamour camping. And what we've done at the winery is created a curated camping experience so that when you come and stay, you're sleeping in a a five-inch memory foam four-poster bed on its own deck in a five-acre parcel where you've got a hot water, red cedar outdoor shower right there. No one's around except literally the bird and the bees and the deer and the wildlife who look at you curiously, but not closely. And you get to (laughs) relax, decompress. You've got your wine service. You're adjacent to a solar-powered winery that's got a private seven-mile long finger lake of its own. Oh my gosh. You can kayak, you can canoe. We've got a wood-fired pizza oven. You can just come and become yourself once again at, you know, prices slightly higher than the average comfort in, but an experience that's priceless when you really have gone through it once. And you'll become a glamping superstar. We've got several sites. We've got a 1974 VW Westphalia camper bus set up on its own platform. Oh, wow. We've got a safari tent that you can stay in and feel like you're on safari on its own platform. We're building a geodesic dome that's got a 360 view of the dark sky. 
size of the Finger Lake. Hemlock Lake is uninhabited except for us, so there's no light pollution. You can't hear a car. All you can hear is the birds when they go to sleep at night and watch the moon rise, and in the morning you can wake up and watch the sunrise and the birds awaken. And there is your chilled bottle of Oneida Unoaked Chardonnay waiting for you. Raw milk, cheese, and local crackers. What else do you need to know, right? So how do I dine? I know you've got those kinds of things, but let's say I'm going to be there for four or five days or a week or whatever. First of all, it's a great jumping off spot to explore the Finger Lakes and taste some of their very remarkable wines that are very different than probably what you're used to if you're kind of drinking wines that are made in California, which of course we love and wines from other parts. But Finger Lakes definitely has their own stamp that they put on their wines and they're unique unto themselves. They're quite delicious. So I go there and I get settled in my tent. It's really irresponsible almost to describe it as a tent because it's way more luxurious than that. But in terms of eating, how do I keep myself fed? And in terms of activities around the Finger Lakes, I'm sure that you guys provide a lot of guidance. Tell me about it. How does it all work and what's a, yes. what's a, day, so, what's a day look like? So in, so in your glamp site each morning and the previous night when you get ready to turn down, you'll fill out a little piece of paper and you'll indicate when you want to rise and if you'd like coffee and gluten-free biscuit or what you'd like on your menu and we'll bring you a complimentary continental breakfast uh, in a picnic basket and you can rise in private to the sunshine and then there's a list of activities throughout the day that you can peruse. You can go to local microbreweries, the local restaurants, Letchworth Park, which is the uh, Grand Canyon of the East if you want to rent kayaks or bicycles. We've got like an a la carte shopping list and then you just place a call on your cell phone. We do have cell phone and Wi-Fi and you let us know what you'd like or if you're looking for suggestions for the day. Our neighbor up the hill owns a private taxi company called Turbo Taxi and he's got a fleet of family members that will take you anywhere you want to go. It's basically paradise with a concierge. Now now I've I've got to say that I've been there a few times and it really defies description. It's really one of the most beautiful places that you will ever go and if you're like me and, and you just love being around water, that's one of the things that is really a standout feature of the Finger Lakes is, well, they've just got a whole bunch of lakes and a whole bunch of water and it just feels so good. You just feel invigorated being there. But I could tell you, you could go there and stay for months and you'd never ever be able to discover all that this region has to offer because it's so special and you know there's so many really good wineries there. Great restaurants and what I love about the restaurants is they're all just quaint and, you know, family operated and down home cooking and, and there's a hot dog place that is just the best. Are they still there? They've expanded. So oh, Chris and Isabel Bates. Yeah, Chris and Isabel Bates. He's one of our great Finger Lakes entrepreneurs. He's Master Sam and a right, winemaker. He's right. got Element Wine Company and they've just expanded the Finger Lakes Weenery to their second site at a brew pub in Rochester. So oh, they're wonderful, expanding. Wonderful, and, wonderful. They're wonderful people and I was so fortunate when I was there with you that we got invited to their house. How about that? I mean, he is a master psalm, but he's like one of those dashing, swashbuckling, sort of hippie kind of guy, young guy. He and his wife, they just have it together, and they're just such beautiful people to be around. But that, I think, describes an awful lot of the people in the Finger Lakes. Just just wonderful. Definitely. Wonderful. Definitely. And we encourage every free spirit, every creative soul, anyone looking to go adventuring, anyone who's feeling down and low to come on out and check out the Finger Lakes. We're very accessible. It's affordable. It's high quality and it's authentic. We're real. No pretense here and we love to 
see everybody come out. Okay. It is really God's country. It's a beautiful All place. All right. Well, to we be. just literally have a minute left. By the way, when we come back, I'm going to spend a few minutes with uh, somebody else from the east side of this country, Paul Cullen. He was the bass player for Bad Company for a number of years, and, n- and now he's just this amazing traveling minstrel chef and wine expert extraordinaire, f- focusing on Italian stuff. So we'll have that next. But in the meantime, I want to get people connected here. First of all, if you're interested in wines, the wines that Will makes, where's the best place to go? So our landing spot is purewineonline.com. Purewineonline.com. That'll take you right to our raw, wild fermented Finger Lakes wines. At the bottom of that page, you'll see five logos, and those take you to each of the five different brands that Lisa and I curate in our little portfolio of living well. Ornata Vineyards are vinifera wines. Eagle Crest wines are our fun wines. You've got flxglamping.com down there and also Barefoot Wedding. Plus, if you're in the business of the churches, Ornata Vineyard Authentic Sacramento wines are accessible through that purewineonline.com. So we would encourage everyone to come out to the Finger Lake of New York. We are open for business. We're about six and a half hours north of New York City and we are all safe and healthy here. And we want you to come and experience the Finger Lakes way of life. It's the art of living well, close to the earth, and in harmony with those you love. So please come out to the Finger Lake. It's a great time to enjoy yourself, nature, and the blessings of daily life. Awesome. Awesome, my friend. Now, also, I want to point out that Will is the central focus of a really eye-opening article in The New Yorker. It ran on May 24th of this year, so just a matter of weeks ago, really. The article is, Will the Coronavirus Be the End of the Communion Cup? And it's a fascinating article, really well written by Elizabeth Barber. So check it out. You can Google it and find it, but it's really a good read. And you can just Google Will because he uh, is a guy who doesn't like being in the headlines, but ends up there an awful lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm the most overexposed hippie on the planet, David. You see, That's correct. <laughs> you certainly are. Okay, well, listen, we're going to have to say goodbye to you for the moment, and I really appreciate it, Will Olane, and you guys just uh, check him out. Will, thanks so much for being on the show. So appreciate it. I'm going to book a trip out there. I'm not just saying that. You're going to see me in the next, uh, like, 60 days. We're preparing the site for you now, David. Cheers to everybody, and one love, people. One love. All right. Okay, thank you. And we will be back (laughs) with Grape Encounters and Paul Cullen right after this. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More. Every week, we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine & More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you can be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste.
If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine & More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. back with Grape Encounters Radio, and I'm really excited to be talking to some of my friends on the east side of America. When it comes to fun, people like Will that we just talked to are really at the top of my list, and also at the top of that list is my friend Paul Cullen. Paul is probably best known for being the bass player for Bad Company for uh, a number of years, but then he moved away from rock and roll, and now he's into jazz, and he is doing some fun stuff if you want to you can contact paul and he will come he's an amazing cook a a real wine expert especially on italian wines so he comes to your house he cooks for you he sings for you i don't know if he does the dishes paul do you do the dishes no i have an assistant nina she does all the dishes oh okay (laughs) nina does the dishes she's okay with that oh yeah Oh yeah, that's okay. That's her job. She loves it. Yeah. So what's going on now? I mean, this has been your routine for a long time. I mean, there are other things that you're doing, and I know they've got to be really adversely affected by this because you take groups of people to Italy and really show them the time of their life. Anything on the schedule now, or is it all just in suspended animation? The main thing is the in-home dining where we go to people's houses and uh, I cook for them a four-course Italian meal and pour some really cool wines from all over Italy. Then I play a concert afterwards. March 12th was our last event until June 3rd. So we went through a good three months of no events at all. But I had taken over a commercial kitchen a couple of years ago right, to yeah. do prep, prep work in. And it's it's called Paul's Kitchen. <laughs> and uh, 
We started out with a 300 square foot kitchen with a, a pad of a patio, 400 square feet. And we put it, we fenced that in, tented it in where we do pop-up dinners. Oh, nice. And markets. You know, we do a Saturday and Sunday market. We make our own products at Paul's Kitchen now, like sausage and smoked salmon and pate. So we have a plethora of our own products. Paul's Rock and Sausage. Oh. Uh, we make our own Italian sausage uh, up to 100 pounds every week, actually. No and, um, Yeah. You know, once the in-home dining had dropped off, we really focused on the kitchen, uh, knowing that we needed to diversify and have other revenue sources. So uh, that's worked out really good. We started out with 300 square foot, and now we have the whole building, which is 2,600 square feet now. Oh, my gosh. Well, that yeah. alone is reason for me to pack my bags and come to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're in Rehoboth Beach. Yeah, Lewis, Delaware, Rehoboth Beach, uh, just about two hours south of Baltimore, Philadelphia, D.C. We are the nation's summer capital. So a lot of cool people have second and third homes here in Rehoboth, and they support the arts, not only the culinary, but the music. And uh, that's why we have some of the best restaurants, maybe even per capita, we might have the best restaurants in the United States. We've got James Beard winning chefs, beer people, Sam Calagione, who I've cooked for um, in his home. He owns Dogfish Head Beer. Right. Uh, yep. So it's a truly culinary destination. And you know, it's just my last name is Cullen. So we spell it C-U-L-L-E-N-A-R-Y. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Here's what I think I should do. I think I should fly out, hook up with you, and then we should find a way to get get to Will's place in the Finger Lakes and glamp together so we could spend a couple of days with you and then go up and do that. How would you feel about that? Oh, I am so into glamping. Really? I, I've always camped. Now I'm into glamping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from that area. I'm from Buffalo, New York. So yeah, I'm that's from, what I thought. Yeah. I love the Finger Lakes. It's love, love, love. Such a, a great spot. So mm. the tours where you take people to Italy, those are just on hold, right? Yeah. So June 2nd, we were supposed to leave for Rome and and actually Tuscany for three nights, then jump on a tall sailing ship oh. in Rome and then uh, sail down to Sicily and back, wow. including uh, Stromboli and uh, the Amalfi Coast and Terramina, Sicily. Um, it's a tall sailing ship. It's 400 feet long and holds about 200 people. Wow. We had, we had 56 people going ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was sad. It's the only ship that size that actually sails. Like they actually put the sails wow. up in sail. So we're super disappointed about that. And then we are going to take people to the vineyard that does my wine near Montalcino. Uh, in Tuscany, that got nixed also. So next year we have three trips. We're getting ready to announce our second and third trip, which will be in the fall. But our first trip is in May and it's that same tall sailing ship, except this time it's Cannes, France or Cannes, whatever you want to call it. Cannes to Rome and includes our first port, which is Monaco. And we will be there for the Grand Prix. So any race fans that want to see the Grand Prix of Monaco, we will be there for our first stop. I was in Monaco a few years back. In fact, I was leading the group and we hit the same destinations that you're talking about. I was there just like a week or so before Monaco and the whole track was set up. Oh my gosh, it is a sight that you just can't believe. They turned the entire city into a racetrack. It is super cool. Really I'm so cool. excited because we will actually be there for the race. That's awesome. Yeah. Before we say anything else, you were mentioning your wine <laughs> and you sent me a bottle earlier this year and I literally sat on it for two months. I, I I, know, I kept know, texting. And I said, "Have you tried my wine yet?" I know, and I, I what a jerk I am. But it, but it's just that I was doing like you, you know, doing a lot of reinventing, and I mean, I had all kinds of wine that people had sent me, wanting to get my opinion on it. Well, I finally got into that bottle, and I'm like, I just like shook my head, and I go, "Oh my gosh, this is really delicious." 
Give us a rundown. So it comes from about 100 meters from the line of Montalcino. So it cannot be called a Brunello, but it's the same terrar, the same area, the same grapes, the same everything. It just can't be called that. In fact, the owner of the vineyard's daughter told me that they're actually thinking about moving that line out a little bit. And if they do, they'll be in the Brunello um, consortium. It's like having a beautiful house just outside the gated community. Like you're, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're, you're right. So you you're, the benefits. Right. You're right there. But yeah, yeah, no such luck. Well, Paul, I definitely want to direct people to your website because you got so much going on. And if things are still as they used to be, like if somebody called you from Idaho and wanted you to come out and do a dinner, you could do that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I will go anywhere to cook for anybody that thinks it's a cool event. You know, which it is, of course, because I don't think too many people combine all the talents into one like I do and have a bit of a backstory. And do we get to hear a little bad company as well? (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, we do a couple bad company songs. Awesome. But a lot of, I guess, most of what you play is what you've written, right? Correct. Yeah, about 70% of the original songs since my first solo CD in 2007. And uh, and then, you know, of course, I sprinkle in some uh, bad company favorites. And yeah. I think it's safe to say that a good portion of that music is wine-inspired. All my stuff is, for sure. Whether it's a glass, a bottle, or three bottles. I wrote a song <laughs> while I was sipping wine. There you go, buddy. All yeah. right, the website is? paulcullen.rocks, R-O-C-K-S. Oh, good. So, come, come to Delaware, and we'll we'll go up to uh, the Finger Lakes and do some glamping, man. You, you, you got it. Paul, so glad to see you and talk to you again. That's a wrap for Grape Encounters uh, for this week anyway. See you, David. All right, remember, Paul Cullen rocks. <laughs> see you next week. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from, plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, there's always something new to discover at Total Wine & More. Order today at TotalWine.com.